0: Two weeks from today, Monday, July 12th at 7 p.m., we have the Ted Jones Comedy Show at the Stand Comedy Club and Restaurant in Union Square at 116 East 16th Street. We have six amazing comics ready to come and give it to you. Ashley Hamilton, Emily Wilson, Natalie Cuomo, Napoleon Emile. Tom McCaffrey, Giulio Gallarotti, and of course, I will be there. Your host, Ted Jones. Link for tickets is in my Instagram bio, Ted Jones World. If you were at the last show at The Stand, you'll know that we sold out. So get your tickets quick, guys. All right, let's get on to the episode. So I wasn't going to talk about this because this is probably like the fourth episode in a row where I guess now I'm just talking about how I bought weed from my deli. I just had Ricky Velez, episode 20 guest uh, on the podcast, FaceTime me. And he's just sketched me out about the weed that I've been buying from the deli. He thinks it's K2. He thinks it's spice, meaning it's fake weed. Guys, I really don't think it's fake weed. I've seen this particular kind of weed all over the place. And I'm thinking that now that it's kind of legal in New York, or it is legal, they're just in the process of putting out where can I where it can actually be sold, but anyway, he thinks it's fake weed. Uh, the weed has been great to me, so I'm not so worried about it. But if you guys are concerned about it, I'm not condoning this anymore. So if you want to get weed at your deli at your own risk, fine, let that be. But selling eighths for $30, I guess, can be considered a low price. Usually, I mean, when I was like, I mean, for when I've been buying eighths from my drug dealer. It's usually like 40 or $50. I guess 50 for the most part. But I've just been convincing myself that since there's no tax on it yet, that $30, $30 is a reasonable price. Because you could get these eighths in California for $40, but you know they have that 30% tax on it. Whatever. Ted Jones... Here in a lot of Ted Jones gear, (laughs) if you guys are uh, watching on YouTube, I have these new Ted Jones World t-shirts. And on the back, it says, second annual vegan hot dog eating contest, which I am so pumped for. We're deciding between three and four contestants for this contest. Uh, The three that I have right now, these guys are big dog eaters. So I'm confident that they're going to suck down a ton of vegan hot dogs. We're debating putting in a fourth, but by the time you guys are listening to this, we'll have everything set up and the competitors in the contest will be getting these vegan hot dog t-shirts. DM me on Instagram, TedJonesWorld, or hit me up on email, TedJonesWorld at gmail.com to find out how you can get one of these t-shirts. I'll put the back of the the t-shirt right here um, on the screen so you guys can check it out and see if you fully like it. We also had Ted Jones Comedy Show t-shirts come in, but those will not be revealed until two weeks from today when we have our next show at The Stand on July 12th at 7 p.m., which I talked about on the top of the episode. You guys can get uh, tickets in my Instagram bio through my link tree. Rudy so, Giuliani, man, you finally got what was coming for you. You've been such a nasty bro for so many years. It was—it's so weird. He—I felt like he was such a hero. I don't want to say the same thing about Donald Trump in thinking that he was a hero, but like late '80s, early '90s, Donald Trump was the man when he had his casino Taj Mahal in Atlantic City, had boxing matches with Mike Tyson there. He was a legend in New York City real estate. Even though he was like, even though he started off on a way higher pedestal than all these other developers, he said he started off with a one million dollar loan. But no way that was true. He started off probably with like fifty mil from his pops. Got a bunch of tax breaks from the city. Built this huge Hyatt on Forty Second and Third, and I mean became pretty well known there. Forty Second and Lex, actually, rather. Sorry about that but Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani once liked by the public, I'd say way more so than they have been the last 4 years. Even though I guess half the country did vote for Trump, I still don't understand why and I'm sick about hearing I'm sick of hearing about him in the news, so we're just not going to talk about him. And then after that scene in Borat, I don't know if you guys saw the most recent Borat movie where Rudy Giuliani was about to whip out his Johnson in front of a 15-year-old girl, which is like assumably Borat's daughter in the movie. That's what Borat said. He said, like, oh, this is my daughter. Like, Rudy Giuliani was trying to get a handy on the bed. Like, bro, you need to chill. And then, like, the last meme I really remember of him is when he was sweating on the podium being like, oh, no, the Democrats, the Democrats, trying to overturn the election, saying that there was something rigged in the government, like a massive conspiracy theory. And Rudy Giuliani just going way, digging himself way deep into a hole, trying to overturn the election. So that was not good. Rudy Giuliani, bro, you had it coming to you. I am sorry. So the Free Britney movement, this started a number of months ago. I mean, this started, I think, a number of years ago. I don't know if you remember... This kid who was like under a sheet saying, leave Britney alone. It was like a little YouTube video. You guys can check that out on on your own. But this guy who was like really, he was like a super fan of Britney. And he was just telling the world to leave Britney alone. And everybody was making fun of him. He became a meme. But he was really speaking to what Britney was going through. Britney Spears has been under conservatorship. Conservatorship. Under conservatorship. Conservatorship. Yes. So basically her entire life was, was under control by her dad. She wasn't allowed to do any self-care for a year, like no haircuts, makeup, massages, um, manicures, pedicures, whatever that, that may be. And also her father made her take birth control. So, like, this is out of control. Britney Spears seems like somebody who can definitely take care of herself. And for like the last 13 years, I don't know how her father got in this position, but it's crazy. And like to know that there are so many people who are just not even like Britney Spears on like the high caliber celebrity status that are undergoing issues like this, whether they have like a lawyer taking care of people's conservatorship and taking their money or uh, family members, whatever it is, we need to. Cone in on this and make sure that people aren't getting taken advantage of so much. There's so many instances where people who are very old, and I mean not even in this situation, but people who are very young, get taken advantage of by their money, and it's just not right. I had my one of my uh, distant cousins; his mother passed away from COVID, and she left her, I guess, her best friend in charge of divvying out the money. And the best friend is a lawyer. And now the lawyers and the kids are having some issues. The lawyer won't allow the kids to go into um, their mom's apartment that she left them. Like change the locks. Whatever it is. There's just like a lot of uh, a lot of technical BS, legal stuff that goes into this. But free Britney, even your boy Justin Timberlake finally had something to say. And that has been a long time coming. So free Britney. And I hope she gets control of her money. The other day, I went to my grandfather's unveiling, which was a very nice time. Rest in peace, grandpa. It was your birthday the other day. And I'd like to say happy birthday. My grandpa went to World War II when he was 19 years old. That was the first time that he left the state of New Jersey. He was shocked. He took a train down to Georgia. And he said he was terrified for his life. We didn't talk about that. Day, like that day, mostly like ever, I think just because it was like something that he kind of blocked out of his mind. But the last words that he said to his like caretaker before he passed away, was, I'm going to Georgia, which is like quite the sad, um, you know, quite the sad circle back, you know, like that was the first time when he ever felt really like he was in danger, in grave danger. So that was something that stuck with him for so long. And it's crazy that like he just buried it so deep in his mind that like, I guess what, like 70 years prior to him just saying, I'm going to Georgia like 18 months ago. Like that, it's, it's just interesting to hear kind of the thoughts of someone who is about to pass away, right? You always hear like your life flashes before your eyes. But I mean it's you, you can never really explain it because if your life flashes before your eyes, usually what um, happens um, after On that. Friday, we released the Van Gogh Experience vlog, which is like a pretty cool vlog. I'm happy with the way that came out. It was like six and a half minutes. I went to the Van Gogh excuse me. Went to the Van Gogh experience with my dad on Vessi Street. And it was cool. I'd recommend it. If you guys like art and would like an immersive experience that takes probably like 90 minutes, it was $35 and then the VR was probably like $10 extra. So was it worth $45? Eh, I don't know. Maybe if you'd like to... It's it's definitely a good place to go with someone. You know, if you're going to go with your mother, father, sure. If you're going to go on a date, sure. But if you're looking to save money, like I would, I, I mean, like I have been like, I maybe wouldn't have gone if my dad didn't pay. You know what I'm saying? So, would I go again if it was free? Yes. Would I go again if I had to pay for it? I might. I might. If I wanted something fun to do, I guess I'd walk down there. But, Dad, thanks again for paying for the ticks. And uh, the last vlog episode on Friday, we posted the video. So, go. Check that out, vlog twenty-five, I believe it is. I haven't spent too much time watching TV, but I threw on Netflix for the first time probably in like two months. No joke, and I've started watching the show "Too Hot to Handle." Have you guys heard of the show? So basically, they put eight people in like a sick house. It's like an undisclosed location. I don't know. It looks like a Turks and Caicos kind of place. Whatever. In like a thirty million dollar house on the beach, put these eight hot people all in the same house. And within the first 24 hours, there's really nothing going on. Um, Everybody's talking, chatting, getting to know each other. Maybe it was like the first 12 hours. Everybody's getting to know each other. And then this Siri Alexa type thing comes into the mix and starts telling everybody what they can and can't do. So the main thing on this island is that these very attractive people who are obviously attracted to each other cannot have sex can't kiss and if they do then their prize money at the end of the show goes from 100,000 to every time they commit a penalty goes down like a few thousand dollars. So, let's say two members kiss. That counts as like a deduction of $4,000. If two members have sex, I that I'm not even sure if that would have already happened yet, that would be like $10,000. Something like that. So, everything that they do that The girl Lana is her name, not Alexa or Siri, but oh my God, this is crazy how it, okay. So I have my iPad right here and it's fully listening to everything that I say. And then look, it says, I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. You really shouldn't be responding to that because I'm not talking to you. S I R I. I hope you don't recognize how to spell your name. Yeah, you don't. Okay good. So this thing is called Lana and it basically just has cameras all over the place and you're not allowed to pleasure yourself. (laughs) I recommend the show Too Hot to Handle by like the third or fourth episode. They start putting more people into the house. So now these relationships that have been formed over the 72 to 96 hour period could be compromised because there are just hotter people coming to the house. But this is an interesting show because like when otherwise would this happen where you're forced to... Have a deep connection with someone that you and and everybody shares a bed too. So, however many people are, there are half as many beds. You know, like everybody sleeps in the same bed, even if you're dating or not dating. I wonder how long the show's gonna go. I'm halfway through. Uh, they're putting on the rest of the season this coming Wednesday. So, if you guys haven't checked that out, check out Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. I'm definitely gonna keep you guys posted on what I think about that. But I don't, like, usually when I meet people, like, the sexual tension really is not that high. And if it is, like, we'll probably do it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, we're going to wait until, wait until the two weeks is up. And then, you know, if the connection's there, then maybe we'll, maybe we'll do it. But in this particular show, like, the penalties are coming all over the place, you know? I guess it's tough when you're all hanging out in bathing suits, the sun's beaming, the alcohol's flowing, And you guys are sharing a bed, like there's nothing else to do. It's not like you have cell phones to distract yourself or whatever. And if you think about pleasuring yourself, forget about it. You lose money on that too. So, too hot to handle on Netflix, guys. Good show. Okay, an exciting time in. Ted Jones world podcast couch history right now we have our first email myself as a solo person here on the couch we used to do emails with Peter Moran but they are still flowing in guys thanks so much for writing in Ted Jones at gmail.com if you guys could just pause right quick and just give me a uh, five stars all right we're trying to get this podcast out to as many people as as possible. And just help as many people that would want to be helped. Write in your emails, guys. Shoot me a DM, Ted Jones World on Instagram, or again, TedJonesWorld at gmail.com. Okay? All right. So let's get into this email. One moment. Okay. So the email is coming from Jared23, Huntington, New York. And then, and then it says in parentheses, even though my name is blank... Please use Jared so my girlfriend doesn't know I'm writing in to ask you this question. Ooh, this could get juicy. Okay. Hi, Ted. I listened to your podcast on my drive to work and to the gym. Let's go. My girlfriend and I went to Hudson Valley this past weekend and binged five episodes on the way up there. We love the podcast. Thank you. He went to Jared. I have been dating my girlfriend for about four months now. Initially, when we were dating, it was easy to use the bathroom sneakily because we didn't spend too much time at each other's houses because we both live with our family and didn't get vaccine shots until about six weeks ago. Now that I am spending more time at my girlfriend's house, I occasionally have to dot, dot, dot poop. She has never mentioned a word about poop. And honestly, sometimes I have to leave her house just to go home and poop. Is there something that I could do to break the ice and maybe start to poop at her house? Appreciate any advice. Thank you so much. Jared, that was pretty funny, man, how many times you use the word poop. But I, I understand you didn't want to use the S word. And I appreciate it. Jared, thanks so much for writing in, man. I think you got to break the ice. Pooping in a relationship is taboo for sure. And the ice won't be broken until somebody kind of just... Brings it out there, you know, lets it flow. Let's a fart flow. Let's just some sort of, oh, I got to take a shit message flow. But like, if you're trying to poop at a significant other's house or poop in a situation that you're uncomfortable pooping in, I'd say as soon as it hits the water, flush. So, like, guys, you know how when we pee, we always try and flush before we're done or pee? You know, I don't know why we do that, but like, we flush probably like at least five to 10 seconds before we're done peeing, just so we hopefully can <laughs> time it correctly so that by the time we're done peeing, the flush is done. And then we get out of the bathroom three seconds earlier. I don't know why we do that, but we do do that. So as soon, this goes for girls and guys. As soon as the turd is about to exit your butt, hit that flush. Instead of doing the courtesy flush after the poo has already been sitting in that water smelling up the room, if you do that initial flush like when it's right when it's right about to drop out of your butt, that's really going to take away a lot of smell. I feel like I'm a pro at this. Jared, I know that this wasn't really the question, but this can take you to until you're comfortable pooping in front of your girlfriend and guys listening and girls listening, you can do this too you know, you go over to a guy's house, you go over to a girl's house, first or second date, you got to take a deuce, go to the bathroom halfway out of your butt, flush the toilet, it'll go down swimmingly. And then chances are, you'll probably only need to do that twice. And flushing the toilet twice in the bathroom is really not a big deal if you think about it. So do that. That's my advice to you. But also in general, I don't know why pooping is such a taboo. My two best friends who have been dating their girlfriends for one for two years and one for six and like six and a half years they still don't talk about pooping around each other like the the couple who have been dating for six and a half years they'll vaguely talk about it like jokingly like i'm like oh where's blank you know like where oh where's he at and then the girlfriend's like well i think he's upstairs pooping but i don't know if they would talk to each other like that like i think she was okay talking to me about him pooping but i don't know i don't think that they talked to each other about it either. You know, and my other friend who's been uh with his girl for like two, two and a half years, they have two bathrooms now. So it wasn't an issue for the first two years. And now I don't know. Is it going to become even less of an issue? Something that they just never talk about because I, he's got his own bathroom. You know, he'll sneakily hit the bathroom after having coffee and a bacon and <laughs> cheese in the morning. Well, you guys know the type. You know what I mean? That's not actually something that he would do, but like, I mean, if it's something you got to do, do it. But with all the girls that I've seen for like over three months, I think the poop has inevitably been discussed. I myself am a big fiber guy. So if I have a couple cans of chickpeas, one of those Lenny's and Lenny's oatmeal raisin cookies, do you guys know what I'm talking about? And then have like a protein shake and broccoli and all this fiber stuff, like. I might, I might, you know, I might need to go. So being a vegan, it's definitely a lot harder to hide those number two situations. But any, either way, guys, I think you just really have to break the ice, whether it's with like a funny fart or just being like, oh, I got to take a shit, something like that. Just making it light, just making it a joke. You know, you turn the taboo into a joke and then both parties are comfortable. And ultimately... Once one of you guys poops around each other, the other one's going to be so much more comfortable. Let's be real. You know, the guy and the girl in the dating situation, it's not like they don't want to poop around each other. They're just not comfortable doing it yet. So the taboo of pooping is just, it's exclusively between the boyfriend and the girlfriend. And I'd be curious to know how many of you actually talk about poop around your significant other. Jared, thanks for writing in and breaking the ice here. But I'd be interested to know. So let me know, tedjonesworld at gmail.com. But it's got to be talked about eventually. Like, you can't marry someone and not know when they're dropping a deuce, you know? Like, oh, babe, I got to go to the bathroom really quick. Okay. That leaves it open-ended too. How long are you going to go to the bathroom for, honey? Like, you going in there two minutes, changing out the tampon? You going in there for a minute, you have to pee? Going in there for 10 minutes, you got to drop a deuce? Like guys going in there for 30 seconds peeing, going in there for 10 minutes, dropping a deuce. It's funny. It's just like, oh, where? what time did you just spend in there? Why were you in there for so long? Why did the shower? Uh, why did the shower turn on? You guys ever know that trick? That trick does not work. Turning on the shower and pretending you're showering when you're dropping a deuce. That is not a good trick. That just makes the poop more steamy. The best trick is to flush as soon as it hits the water. I'm telling you. Don't let it sit there you know, and ride away. And then also this, I mean, this is going to sound controversial to a lot of you guys who I know still eat meat, but like, if you are eating a chicken or you're eating a cow, you know, having a burger, or having some chicken, you know, those animals are dead. So, I mean, you're having dead stuff coming out the other side, whatever. We don't have to talk about that, but it's going to smell. I'm not saying that my shit don't stank, but like if you just leave it hanging there in the toilet, like there's no, you have no hope or you can carry around poopery, that stuff that like tch, tch, spray into the, uh, into the toilet. You like tch, tch, make it smell better. I know that girls probably carry that around in your bag, but the best bet, I'll say it five more times, flush as soon as it hits the water, guys. So uh, the top of the episode got me thinking. Ricky Velez, thank you for worrying about my health, thinking that I'm smoking K2 Spice, but I think the weed that I'm getting is real. It's authentic, legit weed. I'm not smoking plastic. I feel fine after I smoke it. I feel more high, actually, when I'm smoking this type of weed, this on-brand stuff. And the stuff that I'm smoking is basically legal, I hope, because this is the stuff that I'm seeing in stores in California, same packaging. Um, But hopefully, you know, I don't die from it. And if you guys are listening here and uh, I pass away from it, then you'll No, Ted Jones World Podcast, guys, Mondays and Thursdays. Thank you so much for tuning in. And check out the Ted Jones Vlog, too. Show the Ted Jones Vlog some love. Uh, Subscribe on Instagram. Thumbs up on Instagram, guys. Please rate, comment on this podcast. It helps a lot. And I cannot wait for the vegan hot dog eating contest. We will be posting it next week, but we'll be shooting it at the end of this week. And uh, everybody competing will get these cool t-shirts. Again, if you want a cool vegan hot dog eating contest t-shirt, DM me, Ted Jones World, or uh, shoot me an email, tedjonesworld at gmail.com. We have an amazing guest coming on the podcast for the Thursday episode. I won't let you guys know just yet. Enjoy your Monday and don't get too bad of a sunburn out there. Peace.